Yeah, it's your boy Ray Ray on the mic. Let's go. Mic check, mic check. Welcome to On the Mic with Ray White, where we share life lessons, encourage self-reflection, and equip you to take action. My name is Ray White, and I am juiced (laughs) that you're taking time to listen to this episode today. And I'm super excited because we got another fire interview that's dropping for you right now. Isaac Moreno hops onto the podcast, hops onto the mic. Sherry is a creative from Salem, Oregon, and he utilizes creativity to share his principles of being kind, working hard, and taking risks. He comes on and shares some uh, quite a few of his stories and lessons from making pivots in his college courses to graduate, as well as his Jellyfield podcast that he did over 52 straight weeks, 52 plus straight weeks of podcast interviews, as well as his most recent creative endeavor of creating political campaign cereal boxes and the lessons that he learned from all of that. Be sure to check out this episode and follow Isaac Moreno on all social platforms, which will be linked in the show notes, as well as taking a screenshot of this episode, tagging me and Isaac in it, and let me know what is the one thing that you found in this episode that you learned from him that you are looking to take action on on your day today. So let me go ahead and stop talking and get into this episode interview titled Channeling the Focus featuring Isaac Moreno. Well, hey, everybody, welcome to another exciting episode of On the Michael Frey White. I am super excited to have a a friend of mine. Actually, we got connected just a short few months ago, then COVID hit and then everything happened. But regardless, I'm I'm excited to get this dude who has the uh, creative genius, who has a, a mind that is showcasing a lot of the creativity that he has and would love to have his story shared on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Isaac Moreno. what's up up, ray hey uh just wanted to say it's a pleasure again for uh to be on the show in the first place it's been a long time coming so i'm just stoked to be here honestly yes it is yes it is i you know i you and i got connected on a really small group of uh salem podcasters so for the listeners we live in salem oregon and Mm -hmm we were forming a small group of individuals who were into the podcasting space, who've done podcasting before and wanting to just expand their voice and the skill set in that space. And Isaac was an individual who I connected with in that, who had a podcast, uh, the jelly filled podcast, actually, which I'm, <laughs> I'm still like, how did you come up with that name? But the jelly filled podcast was, was one of your creative endeavors that I would love to dive into and kind of talk a little bit more about of just like how, that journey started how was it for you and some of the like the reasons behind it like uh the the story behind it is pretty good dope so tell me a little bit more about the jellyfield podcast and name especially okay uh let's see so i think it was right after graduating from portland state university i was like oh hey you know i spent most of my free time doing homework and then going to work and going to sleep and going to school and that was my life for uh four and a half to five years and then finally once i got out and graduated i was like oh i got some free time and i was like hey uh what's up friends like i haven't seen anybody in a while because i've been so busy y'all want to hang out and you know it's been really cool catching up with people seeing them um and with all that free time I was like well since I don't have to invest it into homework I got bored and I'm like well what would I want to do and I thought of what creative endeavor could potentially 
be a career that I could enjoy? And if it doesn't work out to be a career, what's something that I would enjoy at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. And somehow I managed to wrap around to podcasting because I was like, okay, I've, I've made, uh, I've homebrewed beer and that was fun, but I was done doing it. And I've played the ukulele and I've made some hip hop songs and some rap CDs and uh, I've made some videos and photography and I've written poetry and all these things like are things I've enjoyed for a time being, but then I stopped some of it I've continued doing and somehow audio has always been like a format I've enjoyed. And I was like, well, maybe podcasting. And I was like, Hey, what could it be about? And I thought it could be about the cool people who are in our, in our community doing the thing that they're excited about, that they're the best at, whether it's graphic design or whatever. And the name Jellyfield specifically, I just had a list of like 50 different names. And I ended up managing to bring it down to like three. It was Jellyfield and like two others. And I asked a couple close friends, I was like, hey, what do you guys think about this, about these names? And they said, Honestly, they're all kind of bad, but they thought that uh, Jellyfield had the funnest potential when it came to marketing and branding. And I was like, well, my podcast isn't anything about food uh, or donuts specifically. And even with that, I thought, you know what? Sure. Let's just go with that name because I'm, I'm more in the idea that it doesn't have to be perfect if it can if he, I just I just needed to do it because at the end of the day, I knew the name wouldn't matter. Like Nike wasn't Nike before they were Nike. Like that, that name, that word didn't mean anything until it became something. So I thought Jellyfield isn't going to mean anything for a while, but then it'll gain meaning as people gravitate towards it and hear about it and communicate with it and talk about it. And then it became Jellyfield. Well, now it's like people recognize it. Not many, but it's still yeah. its own thing now, you know? I created a baby and it came to life. And then I was like, hey, uh, I'm going to leave you now, you know? But not in like a weird father-son abandonment thing. But like I just had I had to be done with it for a little bit. Yeah. But that's kind of it in a nutshell. That's what's up. That's what's up. There's, there's a couple things that I'm interested in that is, one, it sounded like you you went to college that was outside of doing podcasting or doing anything in that kind of space. That right? Like, what did you go to college for? I originally went to Portland state for international studies uh, with a regional focus in Europe. And then I changed it to South America. And then I decided, well, uh, I decided slash my financial aid uh, money was going to expire within the year. And I talked to my advisor and I was like, hey, how much longer do I have in this program? And they said, you would need to be in school for another year and a half. And I couldn't afford it. So I was like, hey, is there anything I can switch or major into that's different that could potentially get me out of here without crippling debt? And my advisor was like, hey, if you take this one writing class and switch a couple of these around, you can get out of here with a degree in social science and a minor in business. And I was like, I'll do it. I'll take it. And it was solid. It's been good to me so far. Wow. Yeah. That, okay. (laughs) That's just wild. Just to think that one, that moment in time of 
a real reason, like a root reason of finances, being able to achieve your degree that you set out to do. But unfortunately, (laughs) having to detour and make that just to finish, just to finish. So like, how did that, I guess how I'm processing, how would you feel in that moment, knowing that you going to school for this one thing that you wanted to study that you've been studying, but had to make a pivot? Like what, what, like how were your, what was your thought process in doing that other than just like, I got to finish, but was that like heartbreaking? <laughs> or Honestly, you- it wasn't. Uh, I thought it would be, it was um, pretty relieving for the most part because school was really taking a toll just uh, at home personally, like not being able to help out financially. It's like, oh man, I'm, I'm really out here grinding and the longer I'm, doing this for it's the longer it's going to be on uh, the harder it's going to be on me and my family so it's like I got to finish ASAP Uh, so that kind of outweighed it like I talked to my friend about it um, maybe a week before I had decided to make that that change before I even reached out to my counselor I was just thinking I was like hey man what are you what are you majoring in what are you doing again and he told me and he asked me the same thing and I I was like just thinking about it because I wasn't married to it you know I just chose it at first because I didn't know what I wanted to do I I still technically don't you know like what I wanted to really focus on or major in so when I made that pivot and knew hey I am going to get out of here with minimal debt and a degree it was just a big relief like to stay in school any longer would have been really difficult Um, so I was actually really really stoked not heartbroken by any means which is nice Uh, but yeah, I don't know. No, no heart. No, no regrets. It is. Hey, moving on. And yeah. and I, I think we'll we'll get to a little bit of how your you know making that pivot and getting your degree in social sciences as well as in my in you know a little t- tab bit of business too. How that tailors to what you're doing today. But what I'm fascinated by is just that you know you you saw an opportunity to connect with friends once you graduated and come back home and really showcasing the life of Salem, right? And as an outsider. There's a lot to Salem that I still don't know. And, you know, you've yeah. been here for 12 years, 15, I don't know. I've been here for a while. And there's still some things I'm like, wow, there's a lot to this community that I don't know about. So you doing the Jellyfield podcast sounded like was an opportunity to showcase, you know, the, the, the varying identities and people who are doing some dope things in the community on your show. And one thing that I remember you mentioning uh, in that Salem podcaster group was it was your goal to do 52 episodes one episode yeah, one year yeah one year of doing it why did you make that goal to only do a year or at least do a year like what was the thought process behind getting to that point so uh I've noticed with myself that I have a lot of ideas and I don't have the time or energy to pursue all of them as is with the music I listen to. I want to hear all the albums and watch all the movies and read all the great books, but I know I can. I don't have the time for it or the bandwidth. So um, slowly but surely realizing that I I started getting really picky with what it is that I'm doing. So it's like, cool, I'm only going to listen to this one album, watch this one movie, this one book. And for me that year, it was this is the only creative project I'm going to focus on for the entire year because I don't want to be split in four directions where it's like, oh, I'm still uh, writing music. I'm still making whatever, you know, 
and then doing the podcast on top of that. And then I didn't want to stretch myself too thinly. So I thought I'll just do the podcast for a year, 52 weeks in a year, 52 episodes, and then be done or take a break and review and, and see how I feel about it. And I did the 52 weeks back to back, no breaks. And then I took a month off and in that month, I thought, ah, do I want to stop? Do I want to keep going? I decided I'm going to keep going because I missed it. And I did it for another 30 weeks, give or take. And I think at like week 20, I took like another month break just because I was getting tired with some other stuff. And then, uh, yeah, COVID happened around March. And that's when I was like, hey, uh, I'm going to stop the podcast because it's really hard. I think I had like eight Zoom uh, podcast episodes and I was like this is just getting hard plus I was just trying to focus on like my regular day-to-day health and work and everything else and I still miss the podcast um, but I don't think I'm gonna come back to it I think Jellyfield's dead but there'll be another endeavor which there kind of has been already this year and then next year there'll be another interesting so like the fact of you I, I what I, I man I'm trying to channel that focus, right? Just to be like, yo, I'm going to focus on this one thing for this duration and I'm going to give it my all. Like that, I think that's a lot what I admire about your tenacity and your and your attitude is that you put your effort and focus and you do it you know, to a, a ton or 10%. And I've only known you for a couple of months. So it's dope yeah. that that type of attribute like really comes out in the way that you execute, especially in the things that you're creative in. And that's, I, I'm... I'm learning. So I'm, cha- I'm going to figure out a way to challenge that same energy, man. And that's dope. You, you mentioned a little bit of some of your other creative things. And it, it seems like this, create, this creativity is just coming. Like, I'm, I'm interested in where that, where that comes from. Like, where does this desire to be creative? Um, you know, it sounds like it's more than just, you're not doing it for, you know, a, a, a career pursuit or whatever it's just like out of interest it's out of desire it's out of like oh like this is cool and i i want to put my effort into this where does that come from like where where does that creativity come from uh you know i asked my mom the same thing when i was growing up and she told me that when i was like three she put a little pencil in my hand and gave me a little notebook and i would just scribble and scribble and scribble and I don't know what it was, but I took every single art class every year throughout elementary, middle school, and high school. And then I took a couple in college, but I was like, yo, this is expensive. I need to take my like other classes. And uh, that, I think that's like one of the bigger shames in university and like the pressure of being a first generation college student is like, art is definitely my passion to a certain degree in a bunch of different mediums, but it's like, but realistically, if I'm going to use this education to the best of my benefit to help pursue my career and uh, help my family as much as I can, uh, I can do art on the side, but let's try to find some work out of this university education. Um, but it's all good. You know, if I went to art school, I'd be probably more mad at myself than if I graduated with a degree in social science like I did. Uh, no, hate, no hate to anybody who's in art school, though. Like, do you? Um, but it's always been there I just like making something I think it's cool to have nothing and then put something into the universe that someone can enjoy and gain value from and benefit whether it makes them laugh whether it makes them think 
or just be confused and like think it's ugly or offends like you're still getting a reaction out of someone and that's kind of cool so i don't know what it is but it's just always there it's it's um difficult because i'm restless a lot of the time i'm calm but i'm restless too um so it's bittersweet but i, I still have fun doing it that's why i had to just focus that's that's smart that shows greater self-awareness honestly just to be able to like I have these things that I know I can do and, sh and would love to do, but in order to see them done well, I got to figure out what my limits are, like figure out what, what that looks like. And, and I, something you've made a comment on just being a first generation college student <laughs> and the pressures that puts onto you to, you know, you have these desires, but you also have this, you know, desires of being creative and doing what, what, what uh, gives you fulfillment, gives you life. And then there's also the balance of wanting to make sure that you are successful and you are achieving the things that will help um, put you and your family in a better position down the road. Um, being able to find that balance, who helps you with that? Like, how do you, how do you, it sounds like you do have the balance of knowing what's areas that you can, you know, tackle and go forth and be creative and conquer in that space, but also take care of business and make sure that you and your family are good but who do you have in your space that helps you balance that? Like, how do you, how do you navigate that? Jeez, mm. uh, it's been a handful of friends and my mistakes and um, yeah, I'd say my friends, my mom and mistakes are the three things that have helped me the most in finding that balance because uh, my friends have a very different perspective than my mom. And um, like, we'll say, for example, like, let's say I'm struggling with a class or I was struggling with the class in university. I could tell my mom, but there's not a whole lot of things that she can help me because she's not reading about Cuban history or whatever, uh, psychology class I'm in whereas my friends can be like oh I took that professor uh two terms ago here's the book so you don't have to drop some money on it or or whatever you know guide me through a little bit like finding out about um ratemyprofessor.com you know that that was a great resource that my friends were able to provide so there's like one aspect and then she would have obviously the mom approach so it's like i would then go to my friends sometimes asking for some advice and they would give me something and i knew it was bad advice and then i'd go to her and she'd just ground me in the sense that it was like yeah i will be able to give you this uh solidification and validate you because they are giving you bad advice and you have to do the thing that you don't want to do the unpopular unfun uncool decision to stay going where you want to you know because i wanted to drop out a handful of times but she was like you're so close you're almost there and i was like okay i'll keep going for us and then the third mistakes being um yeah party too hard a couple of nights and i was like oh all right know your limits and then other things it's like oh uh i know how to study better because i almost flunked that class and then the second time it's like cool apply yourself more and just all these baby steps, freshman year to senior year, big difference. <laughs> I feel like that's a story for a lot of us. 
one big difference yeah yeah but it's been cool i would say those are like uh the three things i can say helped keep a balance yeah and that's actually that's that's the mistakes piece i know a lot of people don't necessarily and by a lot of people i mean myself don't want the mistakes to be a a uh, factor in how we balance ourselves or how we navigate the world and create those guardrails for us to move forward in um which is hard to grasp but if we do take the step back to reflect it becomes a good lesson right it becomes a good tool uh in our in our in our tool belt whenever we do take an action do take a, a risk or what have you to look back and be like all right what did i learn from this <laughs> mistake uh who are who's in my camp or who's on my corner that can help me like navigate that well and then to make the right decision right uh the 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 comment of you almost dropping out i 100 percent get that it was excellent to have friends and mistakes and family to come on navigate that so that way we make the right decision for the future that we're setting up. Um, that's dope, man. That's dope. Uh, something that you wrote down uh, in, in the form was your kind of the principles. I asked you, you know, what are some principles, the lessons that you've learned? And you wrote, be kind, work hard, and take risk. Talk a little bit about how that shows up in your life and, and whether we can go back to what your college days were like or just in the current state. Of right. Three different phrases. Uh, make up the principles or the things that you do? So concerning be kind, uh, I don't remember exactly where I heard this, but, you know, I think some people in today's day and age with social media and our lives always being pressured to be viewed as perfect, um, you know, we forget that. We forget to allow ourselves to have those bad days and have those moments and they're not always pleasant, but somewhere along the line, I saw or heard in this social media realm that like, you know, people are worried about legacy. Like, oh man, what are people gonna say or think about me when I'm dead or in the future or whatever? And I remember being at the store and I, I used to work retail at World Market uh, years ago and there was a woman who was rude to me and she knew she was being rude to me. And I just said, like, I just bit my tongue. Thank you so much. Have a great day. And she left. And she, I knew she knew she, she felt rude because at the end she didn't feel good about it. She, her face didn't look like she felt good about it. And the person behind her apologized for her to me. And I was like, don't worry about it you don't have to apologize for anything. It wasn't you, you know? And what I, it was just a really small moment, but somewhere in what I saw on social media and in that moment was that that will forever be that woman's legacy. I don't remember her name. I don't remember her face, but I just remember she was rude to me and that is her legacy. And that is the way that she will be remembered in my life. And I thought, it's the same thing, but for kindness. If you can be nice to someone, they may not remember what you said or how you looked that day, what kind of Jordans you had on, or if you had spinach in your teeth or whatever, but they'll remember, oh yeah, that really dorky person that I ran into in the hallway, they were so nice. They were so kind to me when I was having a bad day, you know? And that's why I think it's important because I would rather have that be my legacy to 
10 random strangers or to three people who are really important in my life than to a million to the world. Don't get me wrong, it'd be cool to influence and like be able to touch a million lives in one way or another, but I would still, that's like at the foundation, it's just to be nice to people. Cause like, it's free, you know? It doesn't cost you anything. It's, it's a good thing to do. Um, and then the second one to work hard, uh, my mom told me like, whatever you do, just work your hardest, try your best. And if it doesn't work out, that's okay. Because you can know, you can walk away from that uh, situation, event or experience and know that you gave it your all. Mm -hmm. And that, that as long as you tried, then I think you're good. And then the take risk part is I don't think enough people take risk anymore. I, they do, people do. And we all get comfortable in our routines, but I still feel like there's more room and opportunity to take even more. Yeah. Uh, I think we, we play it too safe as humans. Uh, and I don't think we should. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. The risk piece is, is, is maybe more so we all take some level of risk, right? I mean, I don't think we necessarily walk around. I mean, there's some very risk averse people that don't take any risks. So I think what you stated is true, uh, that we like the safety and comfort in our comfort zones, but even more so as we span out of that, the level of taking risks just seems astronomical, right? It just seems crazy to want to take risk and have to take risk. Um, but that being a principle for you, um, I'm interested to kind of hear like, what is one of the risks that, you know, that you took that you have taken in the past that you would like to share and kind of the lesson that you learned about either yourself or the event itself? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Mm. I'll just tell you like the most recent biggest risk I took this year. So with, uh, I didn't want to do too many things with the podcast. And this last November of 2019, I was watching television and I had listened to the How I Built This podcast hosted by Guy Raz um, maybe a couple months prior. And I heard the story of the founders of Airbnb. And do you know their story? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, like, for anyone who doesn't know, they didn't have a whole lot of money, and they're like, hey, we're going to make a political campaign serial to get out of debt and make some seed money so they can turn Airbnb to what it is today. And they made Obama's and Honey Biden of Oats. And this last November, I'm thinking, huh, we got an election coming up in a year. I can do that, too. And I was thinking, okay, let me just think. Uh, what's the name of the cereal that they could be? Who's the most likely candidate's going to be? What's the design going to look like? How much is it going to cost me? And it's a decent amount of money, you know, but not the most amount of money. And I was like, yeah, sure, let's do this. So that's when throughout early March, I'm in like November to that March, I'm coming up with the name, I'm making the designs, I'm finding a manufacturer in California to be able to make these boxes and all the pre-work and then that's when i'm like okay covid podcast gotta go i'm still gonna work on the serial because my intent was i'm gonna sell this for the 2020 election and i finally made it i made a website and on the website i was like i'm gonna sell both and i'm gonna 
make a Facebook page and an Instagram page and a TikTok, and I'm gonna release it out into the world. And I was terrified because I thought, how are people gonna react to this? But I had a really great friend who was like, hey, you just gotta do it. And I was like, okay. And I did everything that I was afraid of, was like putting it out there. Once it was out there, I saw the nastiest comments from people about not the product, but the people on the product, because I made uh, Cinnamon Toast Trump and Honey Biden of Oats. And they're fun cereals, you know, like the name is fun. Um, and I thought like the concept and all was just that, but people hate both presidents so much that it's just been divisive. So I got a bunch of bad comments. So there's risk and mistakes. I spammed on Facebook, so I got uh, blocked from my own account. They thought I was a bot and I had to verify my identity, not once, but three times. And TikTok was good. I got like 10K views on one video, but then nothing. Every other video was like 50, 50, 50. And I'm like, this isn't the audience. No one's buying. I made the website. Uh, people would comment like, oh, this is cool, but you're selling the other candidate cereal. I don't want it. So then I remade another website with two different home pages, mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, that's working. I made an eBay, not working. I did OfferUp, that's worked. Facebook Marketplace, that's worked. Meeting in person, but I still have a bunch of cereal in my in my closet that's not selling. And what am I going to do with it? If nothing sells by election or after election, I'm going to donate it all to a food bank because. I have no use to eat hundreds of boxes of cereal on my own. Um, so there's the risk, you know, here's like $1,500 plus to make a product to hopefully sell it for more. And at this point I was just hoping to break even and I don't even know if that's going to happen, but I knew I would regret it if I didn't try. Wow. Dude, that's a lot to go into that. <laughs> yeah like knowing like I mean, what, what oh man that's crazy so the fact that you took this step you saw somebody do it once before right with the guys from airbnb and mm -hmm. you're like hey you know it's a it's a proven model you have you know in a sense become second in the market you know second into this in this space to create the similar product similar model um and go through all the steps to really create a solid foundation for this to sell. And it, and it sounds like it, it, it hasn't worked. It has, <laughs> which, it yeah, it's not working. Like, how do you, how do you work through that? Because I think this is where, this is where, you know, I, I teach me because I recognize that if, if I were to go through those steps, I would immediately feel very, I'll internalize to failure, right? And and it sounds like for you, this is not something you've internalized, or less, I could be misreading the whole situation, but I feel like you've gone through this and been like, okay, I went through the steps, this sucked, this worked, that sucked, but yet you are still taking those steps forward and even have a plan if you weren't able to sell all the boxes and to donate them and give them away. So like, yeah. tell me about the mindset of walking through from inception to now of going through that step like how do you keep yourself you know moving forward motivated not letting this get into your identity talk a little bit about that how do you what, what are some of the things that you do 
That's tough. <laughs> That's tough because, uh, let's see. So, in addition, I did want to note that I mailed, like, a box or boxes to CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, Statesman Journal, called them all up, no responses from anyone. So that was disheartening. And uh, originally launching, oh, God bless the first customers because they gave me hope, you know? And selling that first box was amazing. And selling the second box in person was just as ecstatic. But with those highs came some lows big time. Like, I think it was the month of April. I didn't work on the cereal at all. Like, I just was like, no, this is dumb. I only had the designs. I found the manufacturer, but I hadn't dropped any serious money on it yet. And I was like, no, I don't know if I'm going to do this. I don't even know who's going to win right now. Because at the time they had, like, I think still five different candidates um, for the Democratic Party. And I was like, I already made the Biden design betting that it was, it was going to be him and Trump not knowing, thinking, Oh man, I might have to make a Bernie design. And then months later, Oh man, I might have to make a Kanye cereal. Like it's been a crazy, crazy year to like be able to try to predict all these things. Um, So yeah, a whole month, just completely unmotivated, didn't do anything. And it was right after COVID. So I'm just trying to like stay sane and put together. So Honestly, I just had to go to fundamentals in that low point and be like, okay, Isaac, exercise today. Just go for a run and like, don't drink a bunch of alcohol in the afternoon. Just have a glass of wine and like make yourself some noodles, like a simple ass dinner and eat breakfast, like just really basic stuff and get eight hours of sleep. And doing that step-by-step made me feel good that I was like, okay, I feel like I got more energy. I can tackle a little bit more today. I have more energy in my reservoir. And now that we're later into the year, although nothing is necessarily great or improved or perfect, I still feel like I have more energy, not in the sense that I've gotten used to the things that have been going on, but I've been able to manage my health uh, better to be able to be like, okay, I can navigate through this. Um, And there were some days where I was just like super unmotivated and I just had to talk to someone and they were like, hey, no dude, like keep trying. And I was like, ah, okay, okay, I'll go, I'll go. And like, it was those little moments and acknowledging like, I've made it this far, I might as well finish. And there's still been some days, just last week I was like, I'm like on the weekend, at least I was like, I'm not doing anything on, on like serial related. If someone wants to come meet me and buy some, I'll meet them, but I'm not doing any promotion. I'm not going to make any content for it. I'm just going to veg out this weekend. And it was great. It was really great. But like, I can't do that every weekend cause I'm still trying to get rid of this stuff. So <laughs> it's um, a little bit of both, you know, trying to be like finding how, how much I can push out while maintaining the foundation yeah the found the fundamentals and the foundation that you spoke to is tremendous for us to recognize as well like what are the things that are going to sustain us and they're super basic as you stated like going to sleep taking a break yeah <laughs> run working out like the the things that will help keep our body moving you know we're limiting our intake of just food and alcohol all that kind of stuff like all that has a as a role in just keeping us functional 
and mm. you know, when you think about the what's it Maslow hierarchy of needs like that's just the basic layer just the basic needs <laughs> exactly found foundation but like it's dope that you continue to progress forward um and even recognize that in the journey you got to you know you have your times of motivation you have your times to take a break like and that's okay like the the extra the extenuous pressure that you're putting on yourself um or that you were maybe feeling you're able to subside that for a, a temporary moment just in order to keep yourself going um and that's okay to do and i think yeah. that I, I appreciate you saying that because i know and um that's this is coming out more and more for us in this hustle se is season in the hustle culture that we're in constantly wanting to do more and excel more and do the best that we can but yet um knowing that th there's a season for everything and so in the midst of this you found that season and you're continuing to find that season and you're not banking so much on this to be successful this is just a stepping stone to the next thing just similar to the podcast was stepping stone to the next thing yeah. um, you know so uh uh this is good this is a good reminder for me so i appreciate that thank you for doing of course that. um so as you, you know, hopefully, you know, once this podcast drops, you get, you know, a bunch of sales coming through. <laughs> oh, man, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. What is next then? So how do you move forward or do you have something that you're ready to go to move forward once this is once this endeavor uh, from your creative state? Um, what's next? So I've been thinking about that for like the past month give or take and it was on like a weekend where my friend was like oh hey man like why are you thinking about that already like you're not even done with this thing yet and I was like yeah you're right and he was like it sounds like you're giving up and I was like I'm not I'm gonna see this through but elections coming up real quick it's only as of today when we're recording like 20 something days 23 days until election whenever this drops it'll either be within the week or the week prior right. and it happened and like it's like i'll only make so many sales after election and then i'm going to donate it because i don't want to keep dragging this on so i don't know what's next yet but i do know that whatever i make if it's a physical product similar to the cereal, I don't want it to be something that's going to be a rare collectible limited edition where only a really small percentage of the uh, community gains value from it. I want it to be something that it will still be a small community who will likely use it and appreciate it because you can't cater to everyone. But I want it to be something that isn't going to be um, just a novelty. I want it to be something that actually brings value to people's day-to-day -day lives mm -hmm. whether it's a mobile application a physical product a service i want it to be something that people aren't just excited to buy it to show it off to their friends for a, a day a week or have it as a collector's item i want it to be something that's going to be used often yeah. and just makes people's lives better in one way or another. I don't know what that's going to be yet, but that is the goal. I learned with this that it's bittersweet doing the whole serial thing because I've been making money off of individuals' names at the sake of me 
to a certain degree uh, quieting my political views because prior um, to this, I worked in legislature and I uh, held a nonpartisan position. Mm -hmm. So not being able to speak out about things that have been upsetting to me this year has been discouraging. But I was like, hey, but I'm going to do my best to make this money to pay off my school loans. So that was a sacrifice I was willing to make. And it very well could be selfish, you know, it, it very much is. But uh, it's a decision I made and live with. And with that and the divisiveness, I know that I just want it to be something that isn't in politics. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be, but I want it to be something good. Oh, and um, I was wrapping around. Um, this taught this taught me a lot of lessons, and one of them was like, one: if you're going to start a business or try to start a business, have a founding partner, because I can't do it alone. No one can do it alone. Like you need someone to help you where your weaknesses are and their weaknesses are you guys complement each other your strengths are not theirs and theirs are not yours you need that because there's a lot of things that I know could have gone better had I some had I had someone who could be like oh let me do this logistics for you and let me do this for you and I could focus more on the design and the research and development mm -hmm. not the e-commerce and not the social media so that's one thing and the second that I pulled from this is when starting a business, you have to really focus on uh, not priorities, your values, you know, in that this one, I did it for the wrong reason, but with the right intention, my intention, Hey man, make a cool product, see if it works, do it because you'll regret not doing it. Try to make some money. Okay, that's a good intention. The wrong reason is at the the base of that, the thing that was exciting, you know, initially and in the middle and sporadically was to make the money. Mm. And it can't be about the money because that's not that isn't what's gonna drive you and keep you motivated the whole way through. It's it didn't keep me motivated halfway through. You know, it gave me hope, but it was the making of it that got me excited and like the people seeing it and smiling and laughing like that got me excited so i was like money was at the foundation of this endeavor and it can't be about that in the future like that's why with the second idea whatever it may be my foundational value has to be something that's going to truly make someone's life better because that's what will keep me excited about it months into it when i'm feeling down i can look at it and be like Oh yeah, that's why I'm doing this. Not because of the money, but because of this moment or their reaction. And those are like the two big takeaways I took from the serial. That is phenomenal, dude. Yeah. And that, that aligns with, with, again, your, the principles that you stated of being kind, working hard and taking risks. Like even you found an opportunity to work hard and take a risk, but it didn't really align with the be kind state because of what you're the conflict, internal conflict that you're experiencing and taking away that lesson of creating something that does continue to bring value to the whoever is consuming whatever whether it is a, a, a video or a picture or a product um they're consuming it and feeling that 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 vibe of 
hey, this is going to influence me today in a better way, or this is going to provide more hope or more joy in my life. And, and the work and effort that you're putting into it is, is building upon the risk <laughs> that you may receive, you know, that may be something that you will see, you know, um, the risk that happens on your side, but nobody else will be able to witness. And I think what I appreciate, even you stating the business aspect, you can mitigate that risk by um, bringing on people who see the vision and catch the vision and can help complement your weaknesses or complement uh, just the entirety of what is going to be uh, created. And that's, uh, that's the importance of community. That's the importance of doing things with others. And um, dude, that's, that's some good lessons, man. And that can transfer in any space. <laughs> so. I, I hope so. And yeah, I mean, um, really though, if you, if, anyone listening you yourself included if there's like another project that you're like i want to get into find someone to help you <laughs> especially if it's a long-term thing because there was this uh days where it'd be like i'm just at home alone in my apartment like stressing like what am i going to do what am i going to do and i got a piece of paper and i'm writing all these different ideas that i can try you know and see what works what doesn't and then, and and i worry like that and just be an anxious mess for hours and then I would go see my friend for a beer and I just have the paper on me and I'm like hey let me just shoot you these ideas really quickly and immediately just within five minutes I'm like cool I can eliminate all of these except for the last two because they're all garbage and that in itself helped and that was just me with someone for a little bit and if I had that person or someone who could complement this and help for 10 hours a week, 20 hours, however much time they're willing to put in and invest into the same project would have been amazing. So sick. That's good. That's a good word, man. That's a good word. As we, as we get closer to close, uh, to draw to the end of the podcast, um, there's two more sections I really want to hit on. First one being, you know, part, a lot of my heart and what I hope that this podcast will bring out is just lessons and advice for the next generation. So the next generation is could be a lucid term, <laughs> one of literally generation, like those who are younger than us from an age perspective. But then when I also think about those who are coming up in the same uh, avenues or areas that you, you have gone through. So whether it is by uh, going to college and doing that route or you know, creating a box of cereal based upon political, uh, you know, the, uh, the political candidates in our, in our A season, just whatever that may look like, just how do we provide advice for those who are wanting to go on this journey and um, what words will we give to them just to help them navigate that way? So what advice would you give to the next generation when we think about the, you know, the creative endeavors that you have experienced so far? Sit with yourself long enough without your phone and really think about what is it that you like and what is it that you want to do? Because I think too often in life, people waste their time doing things they don't want to do. And like, if you can change it, which is sometimes not hard to believe, but if you can, which you more than likely can, with what you having control in your life change it you know like if you're like not happy with oh man my apartment's a mess well then clean it oh man i have a shitty car then work hard and get a new car and like 
I don't, I don't know. I don't want to get like overly cheesy where people say like, Oh, if you can dream it, it'll happen. You know, some things are definitely way out there. Um, but spend the time to get to know yourself so you can at least identify like, Oh, I really am not a social person after all. So I don't want to go to that party and hang out with those people that I don't care about. Like that's okay to say no and just kick it at home right now. COVID it's probably not happening a whole lot anyway, but right. when things are back to normal, you know, be okay with that. Say no more often to obligations you don't want to do. Um, one really quick like snippet or uh, way that I remember it is when someone asks you something, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Mm. Like just we'll cut all the bullshit. If I'm not stoked and excited to do it, it's a no. And that's it. And that helps me figure out what's the stuff I want to do. Cause there's too much shit to do. Right. Yeah. Way too much. And yeah. that's good. You're, you're the, in the last month, I think the third or fourth person that I've heard make that statement. If it's not a hell yes, then it's a no, which is, I might need to pay attention to that. And I'm sure as people are listening to it, that's probably something good that they need to filter as well as a part of their, um, what to say yes to and no to because there's way too many things that you could be a part of but you're only going to stress yourself out right you're, you're only going to put that much pressure on you to execute or to be present in all those spaces when you know a lot of those spaces you may not necessarily need to be in um because it's just maybe not aligned to what you want to go towards so yeah uh, sit with yourself decipher what that looks like and then be able to say hey i want to give my all i want to dedicate a year i want mm -hmm. to dedicate the season to this thing because i feel super confident to take the first step in the space like i feel like i have the abilities and can bring folks along with me to do this well and be able to say no to other things that will align with this goal that i have set for myself um yeah uh, the only thing that I would say is that there's potentially a benefit to trying a lot of things for short amount of time. If you can be really quick about it, because it's like, oh, maybe I'll do this. And it's like, I do one podcast episode. and I'm like, nah, it's not for me. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I'll do, I'll make this music video. Oh, you know what? I, I'm not into client work. I'm, I'm not, I'm gonna change that. Versus let me do this for a year and realize I don't like it. I love doing the podcast. It was a blast, but uh you know, be okay. Like it's, it's both, you know, yeah. once you find it, commit, but like, don't be afraid to tinker either. Cause I was like, ah, oh, you know, there's benefit to that too. Like you don't waste your time doing something for um, just elongated amounts of time. Yeah. I get it. I get it. That makes sense. That makes sense. Before we end out, man, anything you want to shout out, anything you want to promote, Again, you can utilize the rest of this time to hype up the, the cereal boxes so they're not stuck up in your closet. <laughs> but no, man, what do you want to promote, man? What, what, how, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at my first name, Isaac, I-S-A-A-C, R uh, for Ruben, and then Moreno, M-O-R-E-N-O, -E Isaac R. Moreno. And then aside from that, after election, I'm deleting the Facebook. I don't have TikTok anymore. I have Reddit. I'm not going to be on social media a whole lot. I'm just going to post a couple of videos here and there and maybe a YouTube video and then take some time off to come up with the next um, idea and to see what that's going to turn into. 
and learn from these mistakes and make it better and find someone to help me with it. So it's like, oh, cool, this can actually be a business. Um, I have nothing to promote other than like, don't buy, don't buy the cereal because <laughs> I want more people to be able to eat it at the food bank uh, come November, unless you buy it and say, hey, give all the money that I just gave you to the food bank, then like I'm down. Uh, so yeah, only, that's, that's, that's the only thing. And I don't know, have fun, take more risk. Uh, don't take life too seriously. Cause I don't know, at the end of the day, we can all stress about everything, but it doesn't matter. We're just, we're all going to die anyway. So it's cool. Like just enjoy yourself right, right here, right now. And like, yeah, that, that's, that's me. Enjoy the little things in life. When the sun hits your face and it feels really warm around, you see that cool little squirrel run up the tree because it's afraid of you like just enjoy it for what it is it's awesome it's beautiful that's all i got i love it that's that 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 yolo mentality no but yeah. it's all serious so like taking every minute taking every breath uh and 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 in gratitude and enjoying yeah. the moments that you have enjoying the presence that you have and and yeah so i'll make sure to plug in your instagram uh, because I know you've been doing some excellent photography as well, taking some pictures of some beautiful landscapes and as well right. as tagging some dope uh, affirmations with it too, because I think that's what, it again, tying to the principles of being kind, like allowing space and especially on the social media to uplift people to, and to help brighten someone's day uh, with a beautiful photo and a beautiful words that tie to it. And, and I think that, that has been a really dope uh, uh, thing for me to take a look at too. Uh, whenever I'm scrolling through, I'm like, okay, look at look at this dope flower. That's <laughs> look at that dope quote that goes with it, you know. And like, and that's something that a lot of folks need. And so I appreciate you stepping into that space and continuing to to you know utilize a lot of the skill sets that you've <laughs> gathered in social sciences and businesses and help promote a better life and a better world. Um, and taking practice and taking risk into that, man. So, Isaac, I really appreciate you taking the time tonight to be on the podcast, man. This is dope. Of course, right? It was an honor, honestly. It was my pleasure. Sir. Yeah, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Sounds good. Thanks so much for listening to On the Mic with Ray White. And before you leave, I got a few asks for you. First, connect with me on social media. And let me know what your thoughts are on this episode. You can find me on my personal page at Ray Devante on all social accounts. And this podcast at OTM Podcast on Instagram. Next, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite listening device. Make sure that you go ahead and find On the Mic with Ray White on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And make sure that you let me know that you're listening. And finally, share this episode with a friend. Take the time to send them a link or tag them on your social media platforms and start the conversation around them, around the reflective topics and the questions on this episode. Thanks so much. And don't forget to share your story with others. Peace.